Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. Well, howdy, y'all. It's been a minute since we last chatted. Surely nothing has happened since early December 2020. I may or may not have dealt with a superbly minor touch of the COVID. Perhaps I am broadcasting this from inside a cargo container aboard a ship after being seen sashaying my way through the capital's rotunda sometime around early January, and uh, I've got a lot of heat coming my way. Who's to say? But you know what else happened since our last episode? Helen Jackson died at age 101. Now, who the heck was Helen Jackson, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. You probably didn't ask. I mean, 101, that's impressive. My own grandmother actually just passed this last year at 101, so, I mean, that age isn't unheard of. But Helen got married in 1936. That's impressive. That was a long time ago. But who she married might be of a little more interest than you might expect. Helen Viola Jackson's 1936 marriage to James Bolin was unusual, to say the least. He was 93 and in declining health, and she was a 17-year-old schoolgirl. A little odd, Bolin was also a Civil War veteran who fought for the Union in the border state of Missouri. Or as he probably called it, Missouri! Helen was the last remaining widow of a Civil War soldier when she died on December 16th, just like two months ago, at a nursing home in Marshfield, Missouri. Several Civil War heritage organizations have recognized Jackson's quiet role in history, one that she hid for all but the final three years of her life. She didn't tell anybody till she was 98. Yet, in those final years, Jackson embraced the recognition that included a spot on the Missouri Walk of Fame and countless cards and letters from well-wishers. It was sort of a healing process for Helen, that something she thought would be kind of a scarlet letter would be celebrated in her later years, her pastor said. Jackson grew up one of ten children in the tiny southwestern Missouri town of Niangua near Marshfield. Bolin, a widower who had served as a private in the 14th Missouri Cavalry during the Civil War seven decades earlier, lived nearby. Jackson's father volunteered his teenage daughter to stop by Bolin's home each day to provide care and help with chores. To pay back her kindness, Bolin offered to marry Jackson, which would allow her to receive his soldier's pension after his death, a compelling offer in the context of the Great Depression. Jackson agreed in large part because she felt her daily care was prolonging his life, according to family. They wed on September 4, 1936, at his home. Throughout their three years of marriage, there was no intimacy, and she never lived with him. She never told her parents, her siblings, or anyone else about the wedding. She never remarried, spending decades harboring this secret that had to be eating her alive, her family said. After Bolin's death in 1939, she actually didn't even seek his pension. She also realized the stigma of a potential scandal of a teenager wedding a man in his 90s, for whatever the reason was, was palpable and in an oral history recording in 2018, Jackson said she never spoke of the wedding to protect Bolin's reputation as well as her own. I had great respect for Mr. Bolin, and I did not want him to be hurt by the scorn of wagging tongues. 
Helen and her pastor were longtime friends, and she was a charter member of the Methodist Church where he served. And one day, in 2017, she told him about her secret marriage to a much older man. She mentioned in mere passing, OBT oh, dubs, he fought in the Civil War. I said, what? Back up about that. What do you mean he was in the Civil War? Her pastor said. He checked into her story and found that everything she told him was spot on. Officials at Wilson's Creek National Battlefield sent him copies of Boland's service information. She identified where he was buried in Nyangwa. She also kept a Bible that he gave her in which he wrote about their marriage. Those written words were good enough for the Sons of Union veterans of the Civil War and other heritage organizations to recognize Jackson's place in history. After a lifetime of avoiding her past, Jackson embraced it in her final years. She spoke to school children and had a Facebook page dedicated to her. She enjoyed getting cards and letters. And she also found new peace. A stoic nature that kept her from shedding tears at her own sibling's funeral seemed to evaporate. After Boland's relatives found out about Jackson's role in his life, they went to the nursing home and presented her with a framed photo of him. She broke down and cried, her pastor recalled. She kept touching the frame and said, This is the only man who ever loved me. Obviously, that is a crazy story about two loves, kind of, that could never truly be together, uh, you know, with mortality looming on the horizon and whatnot, but this actually reminded me randomly of how cicadas got their sound, according to Greek mythology. I'm sure you're wondering how could I possibly make this connection, but what happens in my head it shouldn't be explained. Also, I hate the sound of cicadas. But I've always found mythology's explanation for things I experience in present-day life just really fascinating, and felt it was germane to old Helen's story. So, this will be short. In Greek mythology, the story of how the cicadas got their sound is actually horrifying. A mortal man fell in love with a goddess, and they were very happy together. But the goddess was sad, because he would one day die. So, she went to Father Zeus and begged to have the man become an immortal, the only thing is, she forgot one important thing. She forgot to ask Zeus to make him forever young. They're really into, like, the monkey paw thing. Like, if you don't explicitly ask for what you want, they will, they will mess you up. So, he got older and older, but he couldn't die. So, the loving goddess tended to him as he became decrepit. Does this remind you of Helen's story? And then even older, but he still could not die. He begged and pleaded with her to take away the gift of immortality, but she could not, or would not. He shrank and shriveled more and more as he grew older, until he transformed into a cicada. His whining and pleading became more and more indistinct, until it was just a drone, the song of the cicada, still begging, pleading to be allowed to die. So, look at that. You got a twofer today. Bet you didn't know all that, huh? Nothing like a giant dose of depression bug myths to close out your day. Happy 2021, everyone. <laughs>